Welcome to our discussion of this chapter on meaning. We're here with Michaela Shipley and Carlos Roundy, and we're going to ask them what they find meaningful in their lives. Okay, you're first. Okay. Well, I was thinking about, like, this weekend has been a good weekend for me, and I was actually thinking about this earlier today, like what what made it a good weekend versus other weekends. Um and so, like, on Friday, I went to the temple with um, my roommate and some of our friends from our ward, and um, so that was really fun. It was just nice to have some peaceful time to just sit, and I like, like meditating in the temple, you know, kind of just putting all the worries aside and just sitting there and enjoying, like, being in the moment and feeling this special spirit that's there, so that was nice. Um, and then after that, my roommate and I, we walked down to the some of the tennis courts by our dorm when we got there all of the courts were full like people were there and so we just kind of waited for a minute and then the there were these um two guys and they asked us if we wanted to play doubles with them and so we're like yeah sure and so we started playing with them and they both like played tennis in high school so they were like really good and um so it was just so fun to be able to hit back and forth like I haven't played since I left Kauai, so, and I've been, like, itching to get out, because just tennis is one of those things that just makes me feel really good, and, like, you lose track of time, because you're tired, but you're so determined to, like, get that next shot over. Um, so we went to play, and we played with them for, like, two hours, and it was just the best, you know, like, yeah, every time you hit it in that sweet spot, and it just barely goes over the net and drops down, oh, it's the best feeling ever, so that was really fun, and when we were walking back to our dorm, like, my roommate and I, like, we were just so happy, like, you know, kind of this high of being able to exercise and just doing something that gave meaning to us, I guess, so, yeah, I just, like, I mean, some, everyone finds meaning in different things, but I think once you find the things that, that make you happy to just be there and just to be in the moment, like, those are the things that you need to do more often because that's what, that's what gives me meaning, so... What about Brussels sprouts? Do you find meaning in Brussels sprouts? <laughs> I do. I I think ever since I got to college um, and I've been like on my own and having to cook more, like cooking has been something that has been like really fun for me because I feel like that's part of how I get out my creative energy, you know, like how can I make these ingredients in, I don't know, how can I use them in this way and then kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, so like figuring out different ways to even cook Brussels sprouts and I've been making them a lot and having my roommates try them and you know a couple of my roommates have even said like wow you changed my mind about Brussels sprouts like I didn't know they could be good like that um so yeah just just the simple things and I think creating I think like doing things that help you to be creative adds a lot of meaning to your life because just you know being able to look at something you've done and saying to yourself, like, I did that, you know, it just, yeah, it's, it's good. I think some of our listeners right now are wondering, what on earth do you do to make Brussels sprouts good? <laughs> you want to give us a quick recipe? Okay, so you um, have your Brussels sprouts, you cut off the end, because um, you don't want to eat the end, and then I just chop them into, you know, not super fine pieces, but just chop them up, um, and then put a little bit of oil on the pan, and Lay out the Brussels sprouts as flat as you can and then put some oil on top and some salt and just bake them in the oven until they're crispy. And At 370? Three, I, yeah, I just, whatever. I don't really have a, 
a strict recipe. I just kind of go with what feels right at the moment, and then they always turn out good. So, yeah, your Brussels sprouts are good. <laughs> How about you, Carlos? What makes what's meaningful for you? Well, I've been thinking about it since we started talking about this, and I've, the last ten years have been a very unmeaningful part of my life. Over, I'm eighty years old, and it's been the most unmeaningful. And I look back at what really was meaning is I've been a scoutmaster for 38 years and I really get a lot of meaning out of being with kids in the outdoors. I wouldn't be that great of a Sunday school teacher, but if I've got kids and we're walking, hiking up some mountain trail and the kids are learning that they can do things that they didn't know they could do, then I, when that's over, I feel like a, there's a lot of meaning. And... Uh, and joking with kids and being with kids and stuff like that. Uh, Do you have a particular story that stands out about your career as a scoutmaster? Well, I'm thinking about one. I had, I've had, i had 17 of those 38 years have been with Latino scouts. And once I took Latino scouts from Logan down to Moab to ride the Slick Rock Trail. And on the way back, um, well, one of the, one of the Latinos was black. And he said, hey, let's put the white tape in. And I said, yeah, put the white tape in. And he said, Brother Randy, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, and I'm also a male chauvinist pig. You know, uh, just the kids, you know, bouncing back and forth with the kids. And I have really disliked it when they require too deep leadership because when there's another adult around, you can't have nearly as much fun <laughs> as when it's just you and the kids. Mm. Uh, and then they also said, Brother Andy, you're going to kill us with that Coke. Because uh, I had a 20-ounce bottle of Coke that, on the dash in a holder that I could sip every once in a while. And another kid said, yeah, how much Coke was he on when he got in Iraq? And 20 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> and so just that kind of interaction with kids is fun. There was another kid that, uh, this was an Anglo kid, uh, he was 14 years old and had never learned to ride a bicycle. His father had taken his older brother skiing all the time and they were on the ski patrol. But his father totally neglected this kid. And so he was going, we were also going to Moab to the Slick Rock Trail with this troop. And uh, his mother helped him and he learned to ride a bicycle. And he went down and he rode a bicycle on the practice loop. He didn't go on the big loop. But he did the practice loop a number of times. And that kid just blossomed. Another thing that I, time I remember was we went on a camping trip. We were doing peak to peak, which is a varsity scout thing where they signal, they signal with mirrors to other mountains. And we went to the top of this one mountain and, and I took my daughter with her, with us. Uh, and she was taking gymnastics. Well, the kids got bored after an hour or so of signaling and it was a snowbank and they could slide down the snowbank. Well, my daughter took a run and did a forward flip in the air without putting her hands down and landed on the snow and slid down the snow on her feet. And all of the kids thought that was amazing. And she did it three or four times and they were all just really amazed with what she could do. And then one of the boys did it. And this boy was a boy that you know, he just sunk into the woodwork. Nobody knew who he was or where he was or anything. He was just a, kind of a nobody. 
But when he did the same thing, the kids suddenly realized that here was a person. And then they really looked up to him, and that made a whole difference in his life. I saw a different kid from then on uh, after he'd done that. And it wasn't that I did anything. Nothing I ever did as a scoutmaster I felt like it was anything that I did. It was just that I got the kids out there, and then the outdoors did it for them, and, and them interacting in the outdoors. And that's what happened to this kid. I'm not the one that taught him to do that, but he did it, and, and it made a big difference in his life. I'm sure you deserve more credit than that by creating the possibility, the safety, the someone who would allow people, kids to do something that might seem dangerous. Oh, don't do that. You might get hurt. But yeah, well done. That's true. I would let kids do things that might seem dangerous. And yeah. I was glad their mothers were never there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for either of you? Meaningful activities or events, memories, goals, anything? I have one, uh, one more. I'm uh, an assistant scoutmaster in my current ward. And the other day we did a service project. And the kids, in the, there were only two kids. The kids in the scoutmaster went around the backyard to work on cutting out some trees and stuff like that. We were doing service for a neighbor, helping him clean his yard. And so I took the hedge trimmer and went to the front yard and spent the whole hour trimming all his bushes back for the winter. And when I got through, I thought, that was really fun. I guess the thing that came to mind when I was thinking of just things that are meaningful to me. Um, so before I came to college, um, I think this was back in January, um, I got a church calling um, to be a ward missionary. And so I would go out with the missionaries that were serving in our area. And I met the, I went with them to this lady named Carla, and they had kind of told me about her, that she was taking discussions and stuff, and I didn't really know what to expect, and I had never met her before, but I just decided to go. And so I went for the first time, and um, we taught the lesson, and it was a really cool experience, and just since that time, I started going like two or three times a week to um, go to her house with the missionaries, and formed like a really strong friendship with her um, and she's still like I would consider her one of my like closest friends that I have and I don't know just like I think interacting with people and finding those people that you really connect with and you know you don't have to have everything in common with them but just if you if you are both passionate about the same things and you care about each other and you're willing to help out you know I think that adds a lot of meaning into your life and I remember um, the last like month or so of my senior year was really busy and stressful and I just had so much going on and uh, my dad would ask me sometimes like, oh, are you still going to discussions at Carla's house? Like, do you want to stay home and get some more work done? And I remember telling him like, no, like going to Carla's house for the discussions is the thing that I look forward to the most like throughout the day, just being able to go and you know, I feel like I'm making a difference and showing up for someone and I don't know, just the the sense of fulfillment that I got from from being there um, helped me to get through a lot of the, the stressful times with school and getting ready for college and stuff. So that, that added a lot of meaning in my life and I'm st I still keep in touch with her and I'm really thankful for our friendship and, you know, she's a lot older than me, but when I'm over at her house and we're talking, like, I just feel like I've known her forever, you know, so it's it's super awesome. So, Great. Yeah. 
I'm really glad we recorded this because I love your stories. They're great examples. Uh, you've talked about some activities you've enjoyed, connections with people. I want to ask just on a couple other levels, are there any possessions you have, any things that give you meaning? Well, I don't actually have this, but we could call it that. I had some motorcycles and I just didn't feel like riding them, so I sold them. And then one of my sons had a motorcycle and I brought it from his place to my place, but it was leaking oil, so I started working on it. And I got so much pleasure on taking that thing apart. And every time I took it apart, it got worse. But uh, So I never did get it fixed, but I just got a lot of pleasure working on that motorcycle, trying to fix it. And I know how to fix it now, but it'll cost some money, and I don't have the money to do it with. But I look back at that, and I think I fell in love with that motorcycle, <laughs> you know? Just so, from working on it, just, just spending the spot time and thinking yeah. about it. And it runs really good, and I, I know I'll enjoy riding it if I get it running because it's easier to ride than the ones I sold. But it was fun to just lay it down on its side and pull part of it apart and try to fix it and put it back together, then think about it and think, let's see, if I did this, it would fix it. And I tried that, and that didn't work. So. How about you, Mika? Things? Um, I think my camera probably is that's the first thing that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. That's another one of my like creative outlets is just being able to go and take pictures and you know, explore different places and be with friends and kind of play around with setting up the shot and um I have a lot of pictures like that I've printed out that I decorate my room with and stuff. Um and just being able to look back over at memories and people and experiences that I've had. I don't know, I think just a combination of seeing the, the visual effect of the picture and then also the memories that it brings back. All the, yeah, all the pictures that I've collected over the years, so those add a lot of meaning to my life. And I don't know, bring back good times and make me look forward to the next time that I'll get to go out and take pictures or spend time with people. A few years ago, Michaela's parents uh, were uh, going on a vacation and they asked me to come down and babysit and so part of what they had prepared was for us to go to a park uh, a state park the next day away and we went there and uh, we had the best time Michaela and her little brother and uh, we would watch we watched the whole series of uh, Star Wars and the whole series of uh, Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and what was the other series that was uh, a long vacation yeah yeah, we were, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. yeah. Well, we would stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning watching yeah. videos, yeah. you know. But the best part of all, well, there were two best parts. One was Michaela and her little brother, uh, we were at the end of a hike and they got in the stream and uh, she stayed in too long. And so as we were walking back to the car, I could tell she was in hypothermia from being in the stream too long. Mm -hmm. And so we got a ride up to Mike car and then we went back to our cabin and had a hot tub we could get in and that warmed her up mm -hmm. and we we still remember that as a, yep. as a really fun time yep. but this cabin also had a really it had a front porch a covered porch and one night there was a lightning storm and you couldn't actually see the lightning because uh, there were trees it was in the forest but you could tell when it was lightning because the whole sky would light up mm -hmm. and a uh, little brother was asleep, but Michaela and I sat out on this bench on the front porch for maybe an hour during this lightning and thunderstorm, 
just sitting there watching. So it was us, you know, I like lightning and thunder, but I could have only spent maybe two or three minutes there I was by myself. But because Michaela and I were sitting there together, we just sat there for a long, long time, mm -hmm. uh, just yeah. enjoying each other being there. We didn't talk much or anything, just listen to the thunder and watching the lightning. That reminds me, a couple of years ago when we all met up at Bear Lake, I brought over my new sailboat, an 18-foot Nacra catamaran, mm -hmm. and uh, Michaela and Jason Huntley put it up, and we hopped on the boat to sail over to where the cabins were. And, I mean, sailing's fun, and the water is just brilliant blue, beautiful, and it was fun, but the thing that really stood out for me was just, I love you two so much, and it just feels like belonging and fun, and you're yeah. bright, happy, you know, adventurous selves and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's one of the best things in the world, for sure, connection. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you find the right people, it doesn't even matter necessarily what you're doing, but, you know, any moment can turn into a magical memory that you remember for years after, you know, when you have the right people with you. Great. Well, thanks for answering my questions and having this awesome conversation. Mm -hmm. And those of you listening, this is what we're asking you to do for your homework. Find somebody who you can talk to about meaning. Tell them about what you find meaningful and why and, and get excited about it and go do some of that because this is one of the best ways to increase your happiness. There's a great quote, which I'll put on the printed material for this lesson, that says something like, there are two hungers, the big hunger and the little hunger. And the little hunger is like food and the big hunger is meaning. It is one of the most satisfying things you can enjoy meaning even when you're suffering. And it's one of the most enduring as well. Like, listen to these stories years later and they still find happiness in recalling them and, and talking about them. So go have these conversations. If you don't have friends who you can talk with about this sort of thing, you could improve your friendships and get a lot more out of them by being real and sincere and right? And not mm -hmm. and talking about and really getting yeah. to know each other's hearts yeah. and getting to know your own as well. Mm -hmm. I think it contributes a lot to happiness and meaning and satisfaction in life. Yep. And that's what it's all about. Woohoo. That's a wrap, right? <laughs> yep. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun.